This is Unfilter, episode 91 for March 26th, 2014. Another Fox News alert for you now because we're going to turn to the NSA spying scandal. New information on President Obama's proposal to change the once secret surveillance program. Well, the president wants to end the agency's collection of phone data so that only phone companies will keep your information and my information. In the meantime, Congress is being directed to renew the current program for at least one more cycle. Coming up on this week's episode of Unfilter, signaling a major change in tone, Obama is now promising reforms to how the NSA collects phone records, but are these changes as comprehensive as we're being led to believe? We'll cover some of the major gaps still being left open for the NSA to exploit. Without missing a beat, Western powers work together to encircle Russia, and it's clear the focus of world security has changed. We'll bring you up to date on the latest in Ukraine, plus our thoughts on the media's heyday with Flight 370, your feedback, and much, much more on this week's episode of Unfiltered. Welcome again to another edition of Unfiltered Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show about that news that you really shouldn't be watching. Instead, listen to us as we give our opinions. My name is Chase Nunes, and joining me every week at this time is my good friend, Mr. Chris Fisher. Hey, Chris, how hey are there, you? Mr. Chase! There's a microphone right in front of you. It's episode 91. We are nine away from the big century mark. Yeah. And uh, I'm still looking for your ideas. Head him, uh, head him, throw them. Throw them at me, in please. In your face. At the Unfilter subreddit. Yeah. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. Man, I, did we have a heck of a pre-show today or what? Oh, my gosh. I mean, there was, you know, it was some ups and downs. But I mean, not only that, but... some uh, emotional heartstrings I, I don't remember out of 91 episodes, we've had... Uh, a your special lo- guest? Your lovely wife, Angela, yeah. jump in. Well, we've had guests. I mean, the original Unfilter, we had other oh, people. True. And um, And Mr. Clinton has stopped by. Yeah, Clinton has stopped by numerous times. Yeah. He's actually a- away on a humanitarian mission right now. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so Skype's a little sketchy, but... Oh, I, you know what? I meant to bring up in the Unfilter pre-show that he's in a little bit of a trouble right now. Maybe if I remember, I'll get to the That's the humanitarian mission that he's yeah, on right now. Yeah, I bet. But um, uh, Angela stopped by to uh, give us an update on the, the very tragic uh, mudslide situation happening literally in our backyard, about 50 miles yeah, away from us. Yeah, yeah. You guys probably have heard about it, the, the big mudslide uh, in in our neck of the woods. And so our, our thoughts and prayers go out to the families and oh, first responders out there. We have friends and family in the area, so our eyes are on it. Well, uh, so this week we've got a few topics that we're going to update folks on. Um, yes. A lot let, me of- get, let me guess. Is NSA on the show this week? Oh, I don't know where you would have gotten that impression. I, I have no hmm. idea. I feel like uh, maybe you're typecasting us a little bit I, now. We <laughs> stop it. Dog with a bone. Come on. Hey, we got to stay on it. We got to stay on it because nobody else is. Uh, so uh, why don't we piece together the covers that we have gotten? Did you hear about Obama's new NSA reform? He is now. See, remember how he's he spent like the last like ten months being like, no, the NSA has been great. You they're, know, we're, they're, they're, they're American not looking heroes. At, they're not looking at your calls, Chris. You know, I, right. I don't. 
I, I don't now, care about your tweets. Now we're framing it as in Obama's going to save us all. So here is President Obama's new NSA reform plan. Today, Mr. Obama also proposed changes to a controversial surveillance program in which the National Security Agency scoops up the phone records of Americans. Oh. Here's Bob Orr on the new plan. Hey, Bob. Under the administration's proposal, telephone companies like Verizon and AT&T would collect the phone records of millions of Americans and retain the data for 18 months. The government could only access specific records with court orders in terrorism investigations. President Obama said today the new approach would balance privacy and security concerns. I'm confident that it allows us to do what is necessary in order to deal with uh, uh, the dangers of a terrorist attack, but does so in a way that addresses some of the concerns. What did he say? Did he say terrorist attack? Ter- Listen. Uh, uh, the dangers of the terrorist attack. Terrorist? No, he said terrorist. No, I don't think he did. I think he said terrorist. And maybe was was he about to say tyranny? Because that's what we have right now. We have a tyranny attack. And I think he was about to say it. Listen. Uh, uh, the dangers of the terrorist attack. Terrorist. But does so in a way that addresses I, wait, some of the concerns. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe it is. <laughs> it's terrorist. I think he was almost going to say tyranny. Is tyranist a word? Terrorist? It like, must be. What, tyranny, but terrorist? Hey, but if, if the president says Oh it, my God, a tyrannist. You're a tyrannist. Yeah, yeah. You're Obama. a tyrannist. No, he's a tyrannist. No, wait. Oh my God. Uh, Breaking news. The terrorist attack, but does so in a way that addresses some of the concerns uh, that people had raised. The proposed overhaul of the key surveillance program comes 10 months after former NSA contractor Edward Snowden first revealed its existence. And I want to underscore that point. And Glenn, Green- Glenn Greenwald does too. He says... You know, this isn't necessarily substantive reform, but the fact that the president is now compelled to pose as an advocate for abolishing this program, the one that he and his supporters have spent 10 months hailing, and that Obama administration has spent making legal since they got into office, is a potent vindication for Edward Snowden's acts and the reporting that he enabled. And now the president himself depicts himself as trying to end it. And I think that's the hugest statement we can take away from all of this. The problem is... I don't believe him. I'm sorry, I don't. Right. Well, because... Uh, they, so he, now the phone companies are going to keep the data. They already have the data. What, about the, what and, about the facility in Utah? What about that? Right. I mean, first this off, is only phone metadata. This isn't this isn't upstream collection. This isn't this is, doesn't affect program se- under yeah. seven hundred two section seven hundred two. Yeah. What about the secret room in San Francisco? Doesn't wherever. change any of that. So, this is only phone call metadata, and they still have access to it. It's just the phone companies keep track of it. On top of that, well, this is just a ruse. There's multiple proposals. There's Obama's proposal, and then Rogers also has a proposal. It's like finding a needle in a haystack. The terrorist being the needle, and if you don't, if you're going to find a needle in the haystack, you need the haystack. Rupersberger is backing a bipartisan bill that largely mirrors the president's proposal. While details remain to be worked out, Scott, it's pretty obvious the NSA's reach is likely to be reined it's, in. It's Rogers and Rupersberger, and and they're they're uh, so they're actually their proposal is worse than Obama's. So Obama's doesn't change the the length of time that the telcos are supposed to hold the data. Theirs is whatever your policy is right now. FCC mandate is at least eighteen months, so all carriers do at least eight eighteen months. Some carriers like Verizon do like six years. Uh, Rogers' plan would extend that they would they would set certain mandates. You have to hold it for this amount of time. It also under Rogers' plan makes it much easier to get access if if they believe somebody is acting under the influence of a foreign power. 
where Obama's uh, proposal says if it's connected to terrorism. Well, acting under the of a, acting under a foreign power that could be Russia, that could be anything. That could be that could be Alan Jude from Canada. He would qualify as a foreign power if he was telling me to do something. So under Roger's version of this bill, the one that Feinstein's backing as well, this these kinds of little. Um, efficiencies are built in, as he calls them, whereas Obama's makes it a little bit harder and doesn't mandate the data retention. But again, only the metadata, only the metadata we're talking about here. This doesn't change a thing to what they're doing. This doesn't change all the slides that we've seen. This doesn't change the PRISM program. This doesn't change anything. This is just... And the only reason why I closed it, I was getting a really cold breeze. I just a little bit. It's too warm. You're fine. Uh, You're fine. Okay, okay. No, but this doesn't change anything. This... This is right. th- honestly, you guys. Literally changes nothing. This is this is a ruse. This is a cloak well, to make you feel better inside. I, I but do, this doesn't change much. Mm, I do feel better that it doesn't make me feel better. I feel better that the NSA isn't like hot wired in the back of uh, AT and T's phone records database and just hoovering up all the records and storing them or, themselves. Or so you think. I mean, the- well, and here's the other thing: is both proposals uh, say if you're within two hops of a terrorist or somebody working for a foreign power, we can collect it. So if they had reason to believe that one of our viewers was a terrorist so and they, they were emailing us, us. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's pretty and, weak. and, and the, the whole court order thing, is this this the rubber stamping FISA court where oh. they're just gonna say, okay, it's, well it's essentially fine, it's essentially a new codified version of the national security letter. Yeah, it, it's not great. And is there gonna be full disclosure? Are we gonna know like if you're you're under the subject of that or is it just under the the guise of national security where you're not gonna know? There is supposed to be more of a court process now, but I'm, it, it, uh, the way it's been talked about, it looks like it might be an entirely new process. So it's not very well defined right now. We actually haven't seen the text of this bill yet. I, just, I was hoping we'd get it before the show, but just, we didn't. I just love the, the acceleration of the fact that they're, they're now going to try to cor- correct something that was already, in my mind, illegal f- right. to begin with. Right. It's still an illegal thing. Yeah. I mean, no, no one is like saying, well, it's, it's illegal, but we're just going to let it keep going and we're going to come up with formal policies and procedures for it. You know, it's still illegal. The worst, it's still wrong. The worst thing about all of this is it is so obvious that we are subverting our own democracy with it that we look – it makes us a mockery on the world stage. Right. Uh, and oh, yeah. You have Russia that keeps pointing to the war in Iraq as for justification for him going into Crimea. Well, do you remember Huawei or – some people pronounce it Huawei? Well, uh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I saw their devices at CES this year. Well, we covered about a year ago a story on TechSnap where the federal government came out with a big blitz. I remember. They- Drop using their stuff. Don't buy their equipment. They got back doors. Turns out we've just lost all credibility in that argument as well. China is demanding an explanation from the United States over its alleged spying of a Chinese telecommunications giant. The New York Times and Der Spiegel reported the NSA infiltrated Huawei in an operation called Shot Giant. The NSA allegedly monitored communications of Huawei's executives. It may have also conducted surveillance of other countries through networks sold by Huawei. The reports are based on documents provided by former NSA contractor Edward Snowden. That last bit there sounds like they got like backdoor access or something into these equipment, and then you deploy their equipment, and now the NSA's got access. Um, and the NSA is really been, been, been put back on their heels. Uh, uh, Keith Alexander, the guy who's on his way out but currently runs the NSA, uh, did a did an interview with Brett Baer. Uh, we will. I have that full interview in the supporters sync if you want to listen to it. Nothing that new came out of it, so I didn't grab any clips for this show. But so they're doing this sort of PR offensive where they're going out there and trying to explain their version of the story, including sending out 
media kits to oh, some Chris. print organizations. Chris, uh, did you receive your media kit yet? Thankfully, I did not. Did you? Uh, are you on the mailing list? I If I end up on that mailing list, then I'm not going to sleep very well at night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be on that list, you know? Chris, here's the problem. You're already on the list. Oh, maybe I'm on a different list. Uh, so this media kit uh, and Mashable posted uh, oh. theirs. We have a picture of it in the show notes if you guys want to check it out. Uh, here's what it includes. Here's what the NSA media kit includes, Chase. Uh, it came with a short letter from an NSA spokesperson. I'd love to know which contract company, like which marketing company got this bill or got this contract, right? Because they're just making money on this now. The media kit explains that the kit is about the NSA's mission and contributions to national defense. The kit may inform your, they say the kit may inform your national security beat reporter or team and enhance awareness of NSA's role in defending the nation. The letter goes on. The kit may also inform your national security beat reporter on how to act or how to report on the NSA, though NSA's role, the kit actually consists of two pamphlets. The larger one defines the agency's unique national as a unique national asset. Did you know the NSA was a unique national asset? Right. Yeah, of course. But also warns yeah. most of the details about the NSA contributes to national security and can't be discussed. So you're not going to get much out of this media. Yeah, kit. because, you know, we have to protect America and right. we cannot let American terrorists know what's going on. You know what upset the NSA this week? It's funny. Because what they really care about are the elites. They don't really care about us talking about it, but when Angela Merkel talks about it or Jimmy Carter talks about it, they get oh, really upset. Well, well, Carter, when he was talking, he, he just recently spoke yeah, about how— He was talking he, to Andrea Mitchell, and she brought up yeah. uh, the NSA spying, and this is what he had to say. There's been a lot of criticism of his policy regarding drones and the NSA surveillance. And the NSA it has argued that this kind of intelligence gathering is critical to try to protect the American homeland. That has been extremely liberalized and I think abused by our own intelligence agencies. As a matter of fact, you know, I have felt that my own uh, communications were probably monitored. And uh, when I want to communicate with a foreign leader privately, I type or write the letter myself, put it in the post office and mail it. Uh, Old fashioned snail mail. Yeah, because I, I believe if I send an email, it'll, it will be monitored. Now you can think what you want about Jimmy Carter, but the fact is he's a former president and he is saying this on public television. I think to me this is huge. Yeah, and not only that, I mean, for him to feel like his only safe refuge is to write a traditional letter which we know is probably being read as well. You know, they just opened the... Keith Alexander came out and said he does not have to worry about this. We are not reading his email. He yeah, can go back to using email. But, but you know what, though? So so if, if that is true, if he says, you know, we are not reading his email, I thought they're doing bucket collections on everybody. Well, so how can they... Def- because they, they use... So, and, and, and uh, this, this, this interview is too long to play in the show, but right. what they do is they use weasel words like... They don't consider it searching until they actually go retrieve the record. They have it in the database, but they don't consider it searched until they re- they query the data. So they so they are collecting his data. Yeah, they're just not violating your rights because they're not looking at it. But if they ever want to look at it. they're still looking. <laughs> they could look at it and they can look at it I mean, and they're, they're building still- a data center so they can look at it at any point they want for as long as they want. The Department of Pre-Crime. Yeah. So post crime. So so that's that. You know, it, it is this whole. It's a whole war of words at the same time. But instead of instead of covering these latest developments, and we have more information in the show notes. You know what the media was talking about? Flight three seven zero. You got it, buddy. Here, let me just play you an example of some of the great coverage. A chilling new theory is emerging as investigators search the southern Indian Ocean right now. Could deadly battery fumes or an oxygen shortage have actually turned Flight 370 into what some are calling a zombie plane? 
What? Our national correspondent Suzanne Malveaux is here in the Situation Room looking She's into in the this. Room. What are you finding out? You know, Wolf, it sounds very ominous here, but this is a theory that could explain why and how this plane went down. It is called the zombie plane scenario, and it has happened before. Can you believe this isn't a joke? Can you believe this isn't a bit? This is actually CNN News. So why are they saying zombie? Because they, they're Don, Don Lemon thinks it's black hole. What if it was hijacking or terrorism or mechanical failure or pilot error? But what if it was something fully that we don't really understand? A lot of people have been asking about, about black holes and on and on and on and all of these conspiracy theories. Let's look at this. Uh, Noah says, what else can you think about? Black hole, Bermuda Triangle. And then Deji says, huh, just like the movie Lost. And of course, it's also, they're also referencing the Twilight Zone, which has a very similar plot. That's what people are saying. I know it's preposterous, but it, is it preposterous, you think, Mary? You know, what you, Chris. What do you think, Chase? Chris, you know, I am tired of these mother effing zombies <laughs> on this mother effing plane. Well, I'm sick of these black holes. I mean, so, okay. Uh, we, we, we haven't ta- – I actually thought – I thought when we wrapped up last week, um, I thought that would be the last week of this Flight 370 stuff. You know what really They're bothers me? They're talking about it right now. Right now. You know what really bothers me what? is on Monday. What happened Monday? I sent you a message They came about out it. and uh, they it said- It bothers me a lot. They said, hey, y'all, we looked at all the data and- It, it just, ended in the it, Indian Ocean. Now, we don't have any pictures of that. We haven't found any wreckage of that yet. But to us, this just got to be what it is. Now, that's what I said a week ago. Yeah. And that's also, by the way, what Mike Rogers has predicted. Yeah, but they-, they Why? I've never heard of any kind of government agency or officials- who would say, all right, we know it's ended here. It's ended. It's done. And they don't have a crash site. They don't have wreckage. They don't well, have anything. All they have is these pings from this British company, British satellite company. Uh-huh. They had that information way ahead of time. You know, I I don't know why you even follow it this closely, to be honest with you. Because I it just these, these – I know kinda, it's interesting. It's it, interesting. These things I, are interesting to me. I, not, I because, mean because – So you, you it, actually it think feeds, there's a conspiracy it, here? It, I don't know, but it, it it's it's so weird how it's, it's Here's all the problem. gone down. Here's the problem: is what we have witnessed is we have witnessed the uh, the fully birthing. It's been it's been it's been maturing in the womb of executives in the cable industry for for a couple of years now, and they fully birthed it with this Flight 370 thing. It's a brand new formula. You find a story, you think you can sell that story, and then you just pound that story into the ground over and over again to the exception of pretty much every single thing else, and that's exactly what CNN did. And the problem is, the problem is you remain so glued to this kind of saga because, you know, it's they're trying to fill gaps in our understanding the same way that we all we have all these questions. We all want to know the answers, but the problem is there are no answers. So they sit there and they talk about it obviously over and over again. We can't get enough of it because there isn't enough to give. There is nothing to give. So they come up with all these ideas and conspiracies that sound reasonable, that sound like something we should talk about. But in reality, if there wasn't just an S ton of speculation going on, people wouldn't even be asking these things. You know, you, 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 they create the very scenario that has you, that has you sort of eating it all up. And, you know, according to a media critic, and I believe this, this clip introduces what, I believe he's at the Washington Post. So let's bring in a media critic who's probably uh-huh. watched more of this coverage than anybody, Eric Wemple of the Washington Post. Eric, thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having me on. In one of your blog posts earlier in the week, you said you had watched 50 hours of CNN of this plane coverage. How many hours are you up to now? I'm up to between 60 and 70 hours. Jeez, I guess I qualify as a media critic. So, okay, so this guy, <laughs> this, this Washington Post media critic. Okay. Uh, he he makes the case, and maybe you're on board, Chase. He makes the case that it is fantastic 
that we have focused only on this story. I don't. And he thinks even criticizing CNN for doing this actually bolsters CNN. These other nets have seen how CNN has used this to, to boost its ratings, which I, don't, which I don't fault them for at all. And then they've tried to get in to do a little more. But CNN, by virtue of being criticized for, you know, wall-to-wall ridiculous coverage, by virtue of all that criticism, media critics and so on, that's helped them. Because whenever people want to get an update, they know to go to CNN because it's always going to be there for them. So I think the criticism has done a tremendous uh, service to CNN. I think so, too. Well, here's They created this meme that that's all they're talking about. But you know, the the, the meme's always been there. I mean, it was there with O.J. Simpson. It was was there uh, during the terrorist attacks. It was was there— no matter what the emergency is, whatever the, the big urgent topic is at hand. And with like even the recent shootings, like it's been building. But this, we are now like on day like 19. I don't think you can understate that. that but that's but incredible. It's, also, it's also highly unusual when you have a, a huge aircraft, a 777 aircraft, yeah. basically disappear I off know. the face of the earth. I know, I know. And you know what? This guy, this Washington Post critic, he says it's – it's these kinds of stories. He's going to get to this. It's like these these non political stories that people who travel have interest, people who like min- uh, that have that like mystery have interest. And he also says it's not necessarily a bad thing. He likes it when people when when news organizations focus on a, just a, they just obsess on a single story. I mean, I think that uh, we have to stop reflexively, uh, you know, criticizing over coverage or nonstop coverage. I like it. I think when news organizations make strong decisions to go heavy on something and they put resources behind it, oftentimes very good things happen. Now, you could so you and I on the pre-show were saying, like, what about the morals in news reporting? I think you could make this argument. This has been my philosophy with following the NSA. We always have an NSA update since episode 54 for 10 we're months. Keeping straight, an eye on it. 10 months. Every yep. single week we have an NSA update. We're staying on that story. Yep. So there is a case to be made. But I think when you have a news organization the size of CNN International, I think it's irresp- irresponsible to have that entire organization focused on but, one story. But, but here's the huge but here. CNN International, that huge organization, has to generate an income, and that income is directly tied to advertisers and viewers. And we all know I worked for the Nielsen TV ratings for 10 years. It's all about the money. It's all about the viewers. And CNN has been losing in the prime demographic of— I'm going to get to that. But you're right. I think you're right. It's all about. I think it is about the ratings. And he's let him finish his thought because then because that that's our next. That's our his his exact his exact next point. Like break news. Maybe that won't be the case here because this is such a hard thing to solve. But I like over coverage. Mm-hmm. I like it when news uh, organizations obsess over something. Now he makes your point that it is it is it is literally an imperative to CNN that they do this kind of coverage. There's nothing more unideological on this story, at least the way it looks now, than a missing airliner. I mean, there is nothing more non-ideological. So that's one, CNN. Two, it's an international story. CNN is way more suited to carry out this story than its other... They're talking in the context that CNN has been just beating all the other networks' ratings, including normally Bill O'Reilly's very highly well-rated spot. Then it's other, it invests overseas, it has bureaus everywhere, yeah. and as I was talking about that reportorial muscle, right. it has to do this. If it doesn't do this, it, you know, it, your leadership should be fired and, and march right out of their offices. It has to do this for survival, for its future. Mm-hmm. There is no other option. What do you think of that? I agree, and it's an unfortunate thing where this company used to be the network for news. I mean, CNN, Cable News Network. They used to be the number one place 
when cable started for news. I mean, if you wanted 24-hour news, that's where you went. Now when you have such a huge segmented population of different news channels, you got Fox, you got MSNBC, you got CNN, you got RT, you got all these different places why to get is, your stuff. Why is it the imperative that they just – they? Because they are manufacturing news right? at this point. Yes. They're manufacturing it. Why is that the imperative they go that route? Why isn't the imperative they focus on actual news quality? Because I look at like – Because it goes back to the audience, Chris. It goes back to the person sitting in that chair watching television. It, 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 they want to be you know, informed, entertained. But if CNN could do genuine news coverage – They would lose – Don't you think more people would tune in? No, because that's what people don't want, honestly. I think – They I, don't. They mm. – they, Remember, yeah. we, we've talked about it here on the show before. People tend to tune into certain channels and networks because they feed their own narrative. They feed their own opinions about right. what they want. And the want. other thing we've talked about is when you're at that scale that they are at, you have to get these such these large numbers that it, it is just – it's such a – it's a crazy hunt. But the problem I have is that it has generated so much speculation that it creates all of these – you know, everybody's thinking about this. Everybody's talking about this. Of course, he argues the speculation is just fine. And it became very clear that investigators speculate as well. Mm. So when you have officialdom speculating, it's, it, it, I think it's less condemnable uh, when news organizations engage in it. So he's saying because officials speculate, it's fine if the news reporters speculate, which is which just, of course, officials speculate. That's their job because they're trying to figure out what their next move should be. News reporters should be reporting on what happens. And I realize that CNN is a business. I get that. But at the end of the day, to me, I look at like I look at things like the wirecutter.com, daringfireball.net, uh, the Loop Insight. Uh, I look at a lot of places that have pulled away from mainstream publications right. and focused on you know satisfying their niche, removing a lot of the advertising. I look at network like Jupiter Broadcasting where we have a yeah. little bit more of a focus we sort of we sort of get in a niche and we stay there but the and we just we super serve that niche and the thing is I know that's I know this sounds like pie in the sky but I, I swear to god I swear to god if CNN was a reliable source of news I'd tune into it all the time I mean seriously think about it for a second if CNN was actually 100% legit and you knew you could turn tune in and see what's really going on I think that would blow up I know but here's the problem Chris their their, their conglomerate has gotten so big and the competition has gotten so stiff that they can't afford to do that now they can't. They used to be able to. How, they, where do you get that from? Why? Just from their options, from from everybody who well, watches. What, what if they just said, you know what? We're not going to play this game. We're going to just actually give you give you the news. Advertisers are going to pull because no one's going to watch. No yeah, one's, you're, you're right about that. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I fall down with Jon Stewart. I think it's all just a clown show. CNN's missing airline obsession not only doubled their primetime ratings, it itself became news because the only thing less likely – then an airplane disappearing out of the sky is CNN's ratings <laughs> doubling. Speculation has been replacing hard facts in news coverage. Earlier this week, CNN anchor Don Lemon brought up the theory that something, quote, supernatural could be at play. The network is in dire ratings trouble. They get a pulse, okay? So the executives order, you guys got to do this wall to wall. You better be careful, O'Reilly. Or Fox's coverage of CNN's overcoverage will be covered. <laughs> By CNN. News loop! What do you make of Bill O'Reilly uh, speaking the way he did? I think he's nervous CNN? because he lost in the demo, the, you know, the, the younger viewership, uh, three nights in a row last week, and he started getting nervous. Well, of course, we all know most of O'Reilly's younger viewers are just coming into the room to make sure their grandparents are still breathing. I don't know. <laughs> 
And you know what? I this is which is true, by the way. This is why Chase. I am so happy to say that today we reached three hundred and seventy unfiltered supporters because wow. this is how news should be done. Yeah. The way we're doing it right here. If you'd like to help us well, continue the, this, become an unfiltered supporter. The only unfortunate thing is we can't afford to send out bureaus all over the right. you know, all over the globe, and we don't have the resources to do. I like it. it gives us the it gives us the position to sit back yeah. and like bring it all in like the matrix. You know when that when the operator sitting in the matrix. And he's looking at all the code flow down on the screen. Oh, I thought you were talking about the architect. Could be like the architect, <laughs> but no, that's that's more like the people in the news networks. Oh, okay. Uh, and anyways, yeah. so we now have 370 of you keeping us on the air. You guys, that 370 of you help us bring this show to thousands of people. So thank you very much. You're an exclusive club that allows us to sit here, have an open opinion, have an open conversation, criticize people, pull in feeds from everywhere, and and have no one to serve but that group of 370 people. And I think fundamentally that's what makes the difference of the unfiltered shows. Plus, as a supporter, they get downloadable pre and post show. It's a big old show that has a ton of stuff. We had a great pre-show today. We did. And I got a few exclusive clips for the post show, too. Oh, very good. You also get a BitTorrent sync of all of our source files for this show. You get all of the clips, all the artwork, all the notes, all of it. All of the assets are in there. And there's and lately, for about the last month, I've been including an overtime folder, which has even more stuff that we didn't get a chance to talk about in this week's episode. Some great video clips are in there. So you get that. Plus, you get an additional supporter sync that gives you just the last five episodes. You can put that on your mobile device. You get that. It pulls it right down from our hive of folks that are now seeding these files for you. And it rocks. Plus, not done yet. More? You also get a newsletter, which includes additional links for more topics or other things to follow up on, some anecdotes from each episode, as oh, well as like latest nice. links for all the feeds and BitTorrent yeah. syncs and all that kind of too stuff. Too nice. You know, that's the best thing. You know, And we want to thank these following people who jumped on board this week. And I want to say a big thanks to Christopher. And, of course, Lodwin. Adamo. Oh, and Carlos. Michael. Tracy. And Sean. You guys. You guys have made it possible for us to get to 370 and you know what these you you are the guys that we have to report to that's it i know there's other guys out there there's a lot of you who are listening right now and and thinking you know what i don't know if i want to become a supporter but if you want to support independent media you want to keep this train moving if you just want to have if you just want to have a reliable source and, and reliable in the sense that you are completely you completely understand what our motivations are for doing this show, right? There's no hidden agenda here. And so you can you can watch and listen to this show knowing that even if you don't agree with everything we say, you at least know where it's coming from. And so you can overall make that part of your decision process when you're hearing about these stories. And I think when you have a source that you can trust like that, that is insanely valuable. Yeah. And if you, if you appreciate that value and you want to keep us going, become an unfiltered supporter. One of the things I'm doing as we reach that number up is I'm trying to add more value to the show in general not just to the supporters what do you mean chris well like you might notice i'm experimenting now with the show notes over the last few weeks i've kind of been reformatting them a little bit putting additional stuff and now i'm also trying to put some some pictures in there to kind of uh so to help with the theater of the mind so if you go to episode uh, 91 of the unfiltered show check out the show notes this week i think this is my best show notes i've ever done what i mean right don't you think they look i'm not trying to brag no 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 they look good man they look real good it's like it's a really good companion to the show and sometimes like stuff gets jammed in there earlier in the week that by the time we sit down to do this show i forget to talk about and we also sometimes have multiple sources for some of the stuff we say on the show sometimes we'll just say something that sounds asinine and if you go to the show notes you'll see we actually have backup links to 
source that information. Yep. So the show notes are getting even better. And that's one of the things I'm doing as that number creeps up as we reach 400. I'm using that to justify more time to spend on Unfiltered to make all of the aspects of the show better. Exclusives for the supporters and stuff that's, uh, that, is, that uh, benefits everyone who listens and watches the Unfiltered show. Now, a special programming note. Yeah, uh- I was just gonna remind you. you I, I think I read your mind. I was just, I was just like, there's one other thing. Now, next week we're gonna take a week off on the on the normal show. However, if you are a unfiltered supporter, we will still be here bringing you fresh yep. content. You'll get a supporters only show. Um, we're gonna, I, I, uh, Chase and I are gonna go over to the new studio next week. We're going to JB One, and uh, we're gonna look at uh, some of the um, lighting options that we've been working on, and some of the sound insulation options we've been working yeah, on. Yeah, now the, the obviously the lighting may not necessarily mean anything for you guys because obviously we're doing <laughs> yeah, audio, an audio only. Show. Yeah. Uh, however, but the soundproofing. The sound, now, now I'm I'm hoping maybe for episode 100 we maybe we do a spy cam. Maybe we do some something special. I don't yeah, know. I think we should. I I think. You know, I want to hear from you supporters about episode 100. And, and just a few weeks away now. It's getting, it's, it's, it'll go it's, by it's, so it's, fast. It's sneaking up on us. Yeah. And the reason why I want to hear from you supporters especially is because you are the ones who got us to this point. If it wasn't for you believing in us and believing in what we're trying to do and accomplish, we wouldn't even be making it to 100. So yeah. I think it only is fitting to get those ideas from you guys. So please do me a favor Head over to our Unfiltered subreddit at unfiltered.reddit.com, or you can just send us an, an email, unfiltershow at jupiterbroadcasting.com. Either way, please send us your ideas. <laughs> chat, uh, room. <laughs> chat room is hilarious. There, oh, we got Bill Clinton interview for episode 100 in there on location from GCHQ headquarters. <laughs> I know, I know, I, I know, I saw an, uh, uh, one for uh, going to a gun range. <laughs> Uh, I, I really don't know. I will say this. At least the weather should be nice. And, you know, nine weeks away, we're going to be right close to oh, summertime. Man. It's going to be beautiful. Wow. Uh, so uh, please let me know. Uh, right. I'm keeping an eye on those ideas. So uh, uh, to, to, to sort of wrap all this up, uh, if you would like to get the supporters ex- exclusive episode, man, I hope nothing huge breaks next week. But if you want to get in on that, you have a chance to become a supporter. You need to sign up probably before Tuesday or Wednesday of okay. next week. We're going to record it Wednesday. Uh, we'll probably record in our regular live. Lifetime. And by the way, there's other ways. If you can't afford to become a supporter, I understand everybody's got different situation. You can also help our show keep going, make it better by participating in that subreddit and also joining us live. Even if you're just helping suggest titles and vote on titles or linking stuff for us or, or you know, citing stuff we say or, you know, challenging stuff we say, that is all very useful. And so just participating live or participating in that subreddit or telling a friend about our show or commenting and rating on it, you know, in iTunes or somewhere else where you're watching podcasts, anything like that helps our show. Uh, if you can't afford financially, obviously, is the way to directly support this show and really contribute something that we can turn into an additional product. But if you and can't do that, there's still other ways to essentially be an activist for us. And we are looking at uh, additional options for you guys to support the show in the future. I know, say, $5 isn't the sweet spot for you. Maybe a dollar or $2 might be the sweet spot. You or, never know what's in the future. Or, or you might want to be able to support more and get additional perks. More so. distant future than I'd like, though. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but it's down the road. But, you yeah. know, it's one of those things where, you know, we, we have dreams and aspirations. I mean, I think it'd be great to do a daily news uh, unfilter update, you know, maybe a quick hit or something, you mm-hmm. know, or mm-hmm. or maybe introduce video at some point mm-hmm. into the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of those things that, you know, we dream about and we want to try to I got I got another them. idea, too, that I want to talk to you maybe in the post show about. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So if you'd like to become an unfiltered supporter, go over to jupiterbroadcasting.com, click on unfilter 91, scroll down just below the download links and click that $5 a month and button. And thank you. 
Honestly, I mean, it means a lot to us. I mean, by the way, Chris doesn't prompt me to say these things. Chris, this is his pa- one of his passions, a big passion. And he works on this show a lot, <laughs> so much time. I mean, he compiles the, 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 the clips. I mean, he's got a soundboard full of clips. Uh, he's <laughs> got the show notes. Multiple soundboards. Let's see, one, two, yeah, three, four, He really four, does. Five he's got right all now. these clips. <laughs> he puts his hard work in, and he doesn't go, all right, I'm just going to go to CNN, and that's it. Or I'm just going right, to go yeah. to Fox News, and that's yeah. it. You know, to him, it, it doesn't matter. It's all fair game. It's the more the merrier, Chase. It, doesn't, ma- it yeah. doesn't matter. So thanks a lot, you guys. Really do appreciate it. We do. And Chase, we do, of course, have a little news update. Oh, whoa, whoa. Ow, that hurts. Oh boy, the situation in the Ukraine is sort it's of insane. going in the wrong direction. It's insane in the yeah. Ukraine. Uh, so there was a recent after a more after a recent confrontation where uh, some Russian soldiers stormed a base. Uh, things have progressed since our last episode. This says it all. The parliament here in Crimea's capital waving a huge Russian flag. Those mysterious Russian forces we've seen over the past few weeks here in Crimea now no longer hiding their identity. Instead, proudly showing off that they and now Crimea are Russian. It was one of the last major bases in Ukrainian control, and the Russians wanted it. Firing warning shots and sound grenades, special forces on Saturday fanned out across Belbek base. This is a very tense standoff between those Russian special forces right there, the Ukrainian soldiers right here who have turned their backs on the Russians, refusing to surrender, but they may soon not have a choice. Realizing their base was gone, Colonel Yuli Mamchur gave an emotional thanks to his men who responded with the national anthem. Crimea is now Russia. Ukrainian symbols erased, the Russian flag raised. The flags are up, symbols are down, the last base has been annexed, and for all and all so far, we're not talking any major casualties. However, the U.S. and EU are now speaking with one voice more than ever, and they refuse to acknowledge the new situation, and the sanctions have actually gotten a little tougher. The United States and Europe have refused to recognize Russia's takeover, imposing the toughest sanctions on Russia since the Cold War, and threatening more. The latest White House targets 20 officials, including several in President Putin's innermost circle. Russia responded with sanctions of its own on nine White House officials and members of Congress. And you can get those members of Congress in the show notes. But the other thing, of course, is that Russia has been suspended from the G8, making it now the G7. The G7. And this is all happening with 30,000 Russian troops amassing on one of the eastern borders of Ukraine. We have a picture of that in the show notes. Now we head overseas to the red-hot standoff between Russia and the United States. Russia is mobilizing tens of thousands of troops and the U.S. circling the wagons with other world powers. Once known as the Group of Eight, but now known as the Group of Seven, G7, because Russia has been exiled. ABC's Chief White House Correspondent Jonathan Carl. President Obama held an emergency meeting with world leaders today to turn the heat up on Russia. The Russian military ominously added to their forces on Ukraine's border. Now, this convenient meeting that just all of the world leaders happen to be at is a nuclear summit. So they they are all going to this location ahead of time. Anyways, this has been planned for years, right? So this isn't an emergency meeting. They were already they had be a there. meeting while they're there, right? They just all happen to be there conveniently. The Russian military ominously added to their forces on Ukraine's border. Pentagon sources tell ABC News there are now thirty thousand Russian forces there. Now this number keeps changing. Uh, it keeps changing. It was at first ten thousand, twenty thousand. Now it's, it's thirty thousand. It's been changing to go higher. That's yeah. what's been going and, on. And, and the way it's working is, is there's a, there's a particular area on the uh, eastern border where the U- Ukraine and Russia touch, where they're kissing, 
and there's a bunch of troops. That's where the 20,000, 30,000 troops are amassing. But the other thing that has people really worried is there's a lot of troop movements that are kind of heading that direction. Now, Russia says, oh, come on, we're just exercises. Just exercise. 10,000 added just over the past week. And NATO's U.S. commander warned they could invade at any time, seizing not just eastern Ukraine, but another part of the old Soviet empire, too, Moldova. The force that is at the Ukrainian border now to the east is is very, very sizable and very, very ready. Today, President Obama, here to discuss preventing nuclear terrorism, pledged to stand with Ukraine. Europe and America are united in our support of the Ukrainian government and the Ukrainian people. And tonight, Russia has been suspended from the elite group of eight top world powers. Now, it's the group of seven. No Russia anymore. Vladimir Putin says his troops on the Ukrainian border are there for military exercises and nothing more. But U.S. officials I have spoken to just don't believe that. As one official put it, we have every reason to be skeptical about what the Russians are saying. Now, my bet is, is Putin isn't crazy. I think he's pretty happy that he has Crimea. But he also, you know, he has to demonstrate that he can throw down at any minute. And if the West wants to F with the situation... He'll go in. And he not only will he go in, but he is actually ready to carry through on it. He could deliver immediately. So, so his so his ultimate goal is to bring Russia back together, right? Is that his ultimate goal? Well, that's here? what the media would have you believe, and I would say that probably seems reasonable. Yeah, so he's gonna go sorry about that, Chris. It's okay. Uh, but he wants to basically just move right into Ukraine, take Ukraine back over. He's positioning himself. He's more posturing yeah, I and don't, positioning. I don't necessarily believe he wants to take all of Ukraine. He might be happy with Crimea. And just call it a day. So why would I mean, he bring so, in? So is it, here's is, the thing. So is it just a posturing move to bring in the other troops? Well, here's what I think. I I think it all depended on the West's reaction. And now that the EU and 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 the United States are really working hand in hand on this kind of thing, they're building a strong reaction. They're pushing back. I think the reason they're making such a fuss about this is to contain him to Crimea, to contain Russia to Crimea. I think if we weren't doing this level of response, he might see that as a green light to move forward and go further into Ukraine. Right now, if nothing changes, we're not going to take Crimea from him, and he gets everything he thinks Russia needs. And the deals could be good right here. But I think what this was all about is this is a show of force on both sides. He's showing I can literally pull the trigger in a moment, and I can deliver these 30,000 troops into the east of Ukraine immediately. So, and the West is saying, you know, if you move forward, this is a big deal. And so, they're pushing each other in both directions right now, so holding this, that line. So is this the way to get his economic sanctions reduced and back? No. So, so if that's the case, he doesn't care about those. So, if yeah, exactly. If he doesn't care about those, what's to stop him then from moving forward? If he honestly doesn't care about those, that's the only thing that these so uh, nations are doing do- against him. If right I'm now. Putin, I'm doing the calculus. I'm saying, what are they going to do? They're going to throw some some wussy sanctions at me that I don't give a crap about, anyways. Price that's 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 a price I'll pay. But. It's a totally different calculus when you want to actually engage in some sort of combat. Right. That might not be a price I'm willing to pay, right? I'm willing to take some of your stupid sanctions. I don't give a crap anyway. I see. So what, so what you're saying is, okay, fine, he'll take the sanctions, whatever, but he, he's not going to do anything military. Right. And I think if we weren't pushing at this point, we might have seen him advance further. But because he got the pushback that he's seen, he's will, I would say, if I was Putin, I'd be betting I'd stop right there. Now, who knows what's going to happen? All right. So, so here's a little Red Book prediction then. Okay. Do you think that there was going to be any type, other than this posturing military action, actual combat action, between Ukrainian troops or our tro- or any other troops well, versus Russia. 
I would have said potentially no until Obama had to go and say this. Because very little of what a president says in public is unplanned. The words President Obama chose today to describe Russia are getting a lot of attention tonight. The president, as you may know, is meeting with other leaders at a nuclear summit overseas. Vladimir Putin is not there. And today, when asked about Russia's land grab and the current tensions, the president went the faint praise route. Yeah, America's got a whole lot of challenges. Uh, Russia is a regional power that is threatening some of its immediate neighbors, not out of strength, but out of weakness. So what Obama is saying here is he's saying exactly the, the perfect thing to really piss Putin off. Putin wants Russia to be seen as a major world power. They're they you know yeah. economically they're a big player they yeah. have a they you know he that's that's what a lot of this is about that's what the Sochi Olympics were about you want to be in the in club you want to feel important the G8 summit was yeah. going to be in Sochi the G8 summit that they just got the G8 they just got kicked out of their their next meeting was going to be at Sochi Russia in Russia and they got kicked out of it he wants Russia to be seen as a world player and Obama's up on stage he's up there and, and I think Obama knows that's what that's of course what Putin wants to hear and so what is Obama what is Obama Obama's <laughs> not going to give Putin what he wants he's going to give him the opposite to piss him off uh, Russia is oh wait a for regional it. power oh regional that is threatening some of its immediate neighbors. You know, they're like Al-Qaeda. And wait, wait, you're, you're, Chris, you're a regional power. You're, you're threatening a fellow Renton right. and Tukwila. Yeah. You're a regional power. And so oh. maybe that might drive Russia to want to sort of show that they're more than a regional power. Yeah. A little, but I, 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 I think Putin enjoys the, the, Putin enjoys hanging out with China and India and sitting back and going, look, we're the non-interventionalist. We're the we when we do get involved, we don't shoot a bunch of people. There's not a million dead civilians, yeah. right? That they enjoy that position of superiority because they get to lord it over all of us. And I think if you change this, if you know, if you start firing on people, you start taking over the rest of Ukraine, you don't get to have that position of, you know, of holier than thou anymore. So my red book prediction is for episode. I'm going to write it down right okay, now. Okay, all right. My red book prediction is at least for now it hangs here. Unless, see, the problem is why it's hard to the, why the reason why it's really hard to predict this kind of stuff is because there can be bad actors that influence the situation. Yeah, well, remember there's also a script too that both of them are trying to follow right now. So I'm going to say, what script is that? Oh, I I think that the script is you know they're they're both posturing because uh, it comes down to oil. I think it's going to come down yeah. to that. It's it's yeah. coming down to the money thing. Yeah. Where, you know, right now Europe has a huge interest in this story right. because like, of those pipelines that go like by there. getting Crimea, they get a they get I think if I remember that map, they get like pretty much the money shot of those pipelines. Right. You don't have to have all of Ukraine to have the most important run of those pipelines, the last mile right. before it hits Europe. That's true. So I you know, again, you don't really gotta move any forward. But what if forward. You, but if you're what if Europe says we're not gonna buy from you? Uh, we're not gonna get we're not gonna take your oil and we'll uh we're, we're going to get it from Canada, or we're going to get it from the U.S. We're going to get it from. Somewhere I mean, then else. you're you're switching from pipelines to shipments, and that is going to it would probably take a decade to make that kind of transition. Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, the, the obviously the situation of the Ukraine is pretty much overshadowing the summit. President Obama is focusing on Crimea this morning as he visits the Netherlands. Speaking in Amsterdam, the president insists that Russia will pay a price for taking over that region. Europe and America are united in our support of the Ukrainian government 
and the Ukrainian people. Uh, we're united in imposing a cost on Russia for its actions so far. The president is spending the day at a nuclear security summit in The Hague. I think it's kind of interesting because the Cold War was really about, like, you know, people, like, launching strikes on, you know, either Russia. Setting up or posturing. Right. And now here we are. They're at a summit talking about nuclear weapons. and They're at The Hague. And they're talking. And what they're really talking about now is essentially the new Cold War. I mean, this is the new Cold War. It's maybe not as much about uh, eradicating the entire country, but it's it's an economic war. It's a cyber war. It is. It's a propaganda war. Oh, big it's time. A huge propaganda war. Don't yeah. forget that. I mean, with now everybody being connected twenty four seven, you can you can push out your own message and agenda. When back in the seventies and eight sixties, seventies and eighties, you couldn't really do that. The um, clip is or in as this, easily. I should. Say. I have a clip in the supporter sync overtime folder. I didn't play it because it's it's in a different language. Uh, but one of the presidential, one of the new presidential candidates for the Ukraine, she's she's pretty famous. She's a female. I'm dropping her name right now. But uh, she was caught another tape leak, another rec- recorded phone a, call. Wait, leak. is this a uh, quote unquote? Oh, it's a leak. She was caught on tape saying that she would like to reduce Russia to a smoldering rubble field. Oh my! She God. wants to get a gun herself and go kill some Russians. Is what this is a presidential candidate in the Ukraine, and this is what she got caught on the phone saying. So there's definitely the tensions are extreme in that area right now, and it's it, you know it could go either way. Uh, my red book prediction that I wrote down. Uh, Russia moves no further into Ukraine, but there's so many explosive factors. I, I just, I just think that this is not going to be the end of it. I, I, I really don't think so. I mean, I don't, I don't think we, they would have gone through all this trouble just for a small part of Ukraine. This is well, they have the pipelines there, they have their warm water port there, and they used to be, you, you know, Crimea used to be part of Russia. So, I so mean, what, so what are they going to go after next? I mean, I, I don't think this is the end. I, I really don't feel that. Maybe not. I think I this. I mean, uh, this is this is Russia trying to reform itself in, into the new USSR. I think Eric Ekmar. I think I don't know who said that in the chat room. I I apologize if I'm not uh, quoting that correctly. But it's one of those things where it's like you're you're seeing a play here where they're moving in troops. Hey, we're just going to annex this part of the. Uh, you're us now. Thanks a lot. You, you're you're part of us. Well, now. I don't forget we've talked about we talked about this last week. Think of think about it. Think through this. It's like if. It's like if somebody lopped off the Obama administration and came in and took over the yeah, government, Washington might want to succeed from that. That's essentially what happened. You had a populist revolution that was influenced by the United States and Europe. Uh, we have we played the leak calls that prove that they yeah. came in, they take over, they take over the government, and Crimea says, "Ah, you know what? Uh, I think we're going to go with our buddies, the Russians. We don't want this." Right. And you had that you you had a very massive vote turnout to vote to switch to Russia. So it's not. I mean, it's not like. Essentially, it's more like to me. It seems more like Russia making the best out of a situation the West created. I, I, I just part of me, and I, there's no proof of substantialing or you know making this true or not. But I just it feels like the obviously yes, you know we we go in and uh, we uh, we take we install this you know artificial government and this pro U.S. government, if you will. And so, yeah, they're taking back what they feel is theirs. Okay, fine. But what's the the buildup of the troops on the on the northern part of the border for? I th- I you you that, I mean that that kind of it, it's like you can th- talk tough or you can be tough. And I think they're being tough. I think they're showing if you f with us. Not, I'm not saying I'm going to respond. I will respond. 
And there's a big difference there. That is the difference in pushing somebody or letting them have what they've what they've taken. I really think that think about it like this way. Like if you wanted to demonstrate, if you come at us, I'm prepared. What better way to do it than to amass a bunch of troops right there ready to go, literally able to deliver but if, but on that. If, but if they know that they can do this now, they could do this again in the future on another piece of geography that they want to take. Right. So what's to stop them from doing this in other parts of their region? Well, now there's a unified, you know, push they're, that 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 is there. They are getting a massive amount of pushback in the form of uh, political rhetoric, in the form of sanctions. The U.S. is lobbying China now, which China has big influence with Russia, right. trying to get China to kind of reel them in a little bit. There's a lot of pressure now, and also Russia's just gonna. There's a lot of there's there will be ongoing little bits of fallout from this that will penalize Russia. Essentially forever now. I was going to say, do you ever see Russia We're getting— We're done. This has changed. No. Yeah, was, no. This this is—things have changed forever. The, we, we, the, the reset is over. The relationship is—we are on a new trajectory now for a new generation, at least. The things with between the U.S., the, the West, Russia are, are forever changed now. And you know what's so scary about that is, uh, you know, with, with all the, the world's economy so dependent on the money and the oil— What's going to happen with that? I, I, I just well, I think we're going to see. It's not going to be a conflict of old. I think this economic interdependence that we have now forces us to do things a little dirtier. Maybe that's why you know we're we're focusing more on intelligence agencies these days and things like that. Well, Chris, you know that's why we need the NSA so they can spy on what's going on over there. Well, I don't think it's any accident that Rogers' legislation specifically says foreign powers and not terrorism. That yeah, you're absolutely right there. So. Yeah. Boy, it's just it's it's a crazy isn't crazy it, world. Isn't we live it in. weird? I mean, historic I don't know, times. I mean, I mean, I I remember growing up watching. I know I'm dating myself, but watching Rocky yeah. go against the Russian. <laughs> yeah. If I can change, you can change. Right. We all can change. Right. You know, and it's uh, we were all loving the Russians and what? Well, well, it was, it was a lot of there was there's a lot of conflict back then. Yeah. You know, and now it's like, what happened to all that? What happened? Oh, we're doing it all over again, Chase. We're doing it all over again. Just a uh, different different set of actors. History repeats itself. I really think, I mean, it seems like that's where we're at. And, of course, now everybody's wondering, what is Putin's next move? There's real concerns about what Putin will do next. Privately, White House officials will acknowledge there's virtually no hope of getting Russia to withdraw from Crimea. This is all about trying to prevent Putin from going any further. And the big picture here is there has been a fundamental change in U.S.-Russian relations now at their worst point since the Cold War and unlikely to improve anytime soon. I, I think for I pretty think much – might as well say forever because it's pretty much forever. Wow. I mean, just, I mean, probably, it, obviously, not forever, forever, obviously. Well, it wasn't forever, forever, because, I mean, look, I mean, it used to be really bad in the 80s, right? I, th- I think it's going to be really bad again. Um, in fact, I got to – you guys, you might want to check this out uh, in the show notes, but there's uh, – so I, I, does Brinks – does the Brinks group ring a bell? Brinks, uh, they're the armored car agency, right? Uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's, a, it's another group of superpowers like India and China and – uh, the, uh, specifically, uh, it looks like they are rejecting some of the sanctions against Russia and China. And I was digging around; I didn't find a lot on this, but it, I read a couple in a couple of places that China just put a massive, massive oil purchase in to Russia. So I, you know, I, I it is interesting. China uh, didn't block a UN resolution 
um, uh, around the situation in Ukraine. So people thought, okay, well, China sort of sided with the U.S. here. But then you see just this last week they made this historically large oil purchase from Russia. And it kind of seems like well, that's why a, always, vote of, a vote for Russia. It also also feels like posturing. It also, you know. Well, it's kind of like, hey, man, you had some, you have, have you had some problems from sanctions? We'll help you shore up some of those losses by buying some of your oil. It's almost, uh, it's almost like they're neutralizing out the cost of the sanctions by buying a whole bunch of oil and sort of, sort of like, hey, we got your back. I mean, you got to wonder if, if certain if certain powers are going to align where it is in their best interest to diminish the U.S. And, and all of this has really been sort of set in motion now. Uh, what's the timeline of Russia changing their uh, their flag back to the USS? Jeez, <laughs> oh, oh man, I don't know. I want to go watch Hunt for Red October, Chase. That's it's a good movie. <laughs> it's a very good movie. Sean Connery's the man. I God. miss Sean Connery. Actually, don't fire bullets. If you they are an unfiltered well. supporter, go check your inbox because the uh, BitTorrent sync is packed. Full of goodies this week that yes. you want to go check out. Hey, we want to remind everybody, you too can be a part of the conversation. All you got to do is head over to the Unfilter subreddit at unfilter.reddit.com. There you can submit stories, upvote them, downvote them, even comment put on comments them. and stuff. That you helps know, it's, too. It's one of those great things that we love to have you guys a part of. Now, Jeez, if I was going to follow you yeah. throughout the week, where would I go? Well, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. wait. We've got a prediction. we got to go through oh. the prediction. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, sorry, sorry. So, so every week at sorry, this time, I'm going to give your damn Twitter account. I know, but no, we we All can't right. ruin with so this. So last week, Chase, you predicted yes. one thousand two hundred and thirty-six unfiltered supporters. Well, we or, uh, the, the, the streak continues, Chris. Yeah, what, what one thousand two forty. Hey, you made it, buddy. Yeah. Whoa. I know. Two forty. One thousand two hundred forty readers. You blew right past it. I know, I did. That's a good number too. All right, what do you want to make for this week? I'm going to go one two four. Four. <laughs> one, two, four, four. One, two, four, four. All right. Now, if I was going to follow you throughout the week. Please do. At Nunes, N-U-N-E-S. I tweeted 140 characters or less, sometimes neat and interesting pictures. Yeah, and if you're an insomniac, check his Twitter feed because sometimes he's up late playing Battlefield. I've been playing a lot of Battlefield. I got thoughts about that, but that's that's Tell me another the post time. show. Another time. Okay. Uh, you can follow me, too. I'm Twitter.com slash Chris L-A-S. Check out the Instagram, Instagram.com slash Jupiter Broadcast. Oh, we got please, yeah. swag pictures, studio pictures, some yeah. fun stuff in there. Yeah, you know, keep an eye on that uh, account because they've been tweeting a lot of pictures from the mm-hmm. new JB1 Studios. Cannot wait to actually move into those digs. So join us live, if you would. We do the show on Wednesdays. Now, next week, we'll be live, and there'll be a supporter show, but there will not be a regular download. Just a reminder, but we're normally live. JupiterBroadcasting.com. Right. slash calendar to get it converted to your local time zone. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things, you know, it's always fun to sh- check out the show live. So we'll see you back here in two weeks for another live edition of Next this lovely two weeks. Weeks! <laughs> ah, screw that up.